Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 30 of the Mizog Art Podcast. This week we're doing something slightly different. I'm taking you out of the regular artist studio and taking you into a tattoo artist studio. To be honest, it's an area I don't know too much about. I've got two really bad tattoos that was done over 35 years ago when I was at school. It showed the strength of the tattoo artist. I turned up in my school uniform and he's still done them. I've always followed tattoo artists on social media, but as I say, it's an area I don't know well, so I got hold of one of the biggest names around, Miss Emily Malice. Because I figured, if you want to get educated in an area, you might as well get one of the best to educate you. Last year, I did try to get Emily to be part of Face Value too, but she had so many other commitments, it didn't quite work. So this year, I made sure to contact her very early on to ensure that I got her in time. She was paired up with Franco B, who himself is partial to the odd tattoo. Franco's donation was red cotton text sewn onto paper. I thought they would be the ideal thing for Emily to lay her designs on. And I was proved right when I went to collect them just the other day, which is when we recorded this podcast. You can hear a little bit of banging every now and then. I'm still trying to figure out whether I had the microphone too close to my chest or it was actually the builders that Emily had outside her house. Now Emily's one of the best tattooists around and I decided to start this podcast by showing her my tattoos that were done when I was 14 that are some of the worst around. One of them is just four or five lines of text that is so bad she could only read the first word. Now thinking about it, if there's any way to put a silencer on the end of a tattoo gun, I could have got her to do me a tattoo while I was sat there with her recording this. And funnily enough, for the entire time that we was recording this podcast... We had a bumblebee sitting on top of the mic cover. How weird is that? So come and join me, along with the most chilled out bumblebee in the country, in the home of Miss Emily Malice. I had my violin lesson this morning. Is it, you're learning violin? How are you I getting used, on? I used to play it when I was younger, but then I gave it up to take drugs and be a goth. Of hang, course. Hang outside the mini As college. Yeah, and um, so I thought I'd get back into it. Yeah, look. That's yeah, awful, I love it. it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I love it's it. You can't see. I mean, you can see what sort of lad I was at 14. <laughs> but there's this one as well. This. Exactly. Snotters. It's supposed to say, the sweetest girl I ever kissed was another man's Oh, my wife, God. <laughs> yeah. But you can't read any of it. I love you? those. Oh, like, can I? I need pictures. I, that poem is like the, so twisted, isn't it? Liam will look. Do you know Liam Sparks? I don't. Um, he's, I, I so... he's got that poem next to his station. Because it's like, you know, talking about people's mothers. <laughs> it's, yeah, I sort of... I've got it out of guilt, really, because I had this one done. Guilt? Only, yeah, I was only <laughs> oh, like for 14. And my mum saw it. I'd, I'd hidden it for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Kept it aside. It was inevitable she was going to bloody see it. Yeah. And then I was asleep one morning and I just woke up to her shouting and hollering <gasps> at me. What have you done? And I was going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> and then she, then afterwards, when she calmed down a bit, she went, most people would have something about their mum. Or, no, why couldn't you have had, like, yeah, why have something silly like yeah, that? Yeah. Why couldn't you have had something nice, like, for your mother or something? Yeah. So then I bunked off school, went down the tattooist, got him to do that one. I think that was seven quid. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> that was seven quid. And that was nine quid, or the other way around. They was both under a tenner. <laughs> Fucking awful, isn't it? Okay. I'm in the home of tattoo artist Emily Malice. How are you, Emily? Very good, thank you. I've got a set of seven questions that I've shown you already. Mm-hmm. I'll go straight into the first one. How would you explain what you do to somebody that doesn't know your work? Um, I would say um, using uh, different weights of line, I create illustrations that would um, sort of bring a, a view into what I'm going through at the time or something I've been thinking about or something I'm questioning or trying to answer within myself or something that I've, in the world that interests me. Yeah. Um, so um, a lot of it would be anatomy or botany, um, which are my two favourite things. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, but yeah, mainly tattooing. Well, we have just been visited by a bee. I don't know. Oh, it's still in there. He's looking for somewhere to die because he's already thirsty. Um, the first ones I saw of yours, probably the best well-known for, Yeah. would you say it was the mouth, mm-hmm. the lips? Yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> Very much so. The, the first one I ever saw of yours was um, a snarling face. I think it may have, a snarling mouth. I think mm-hmm. it may have even had fangs. <laughs> yeah. And I like to do pronounced canines because I think it looks sexy. Did you have braces at the I used time? To, or? Yeah, I used to have crazy teeth. I actually, I was, at, I was at the dentist this morning actually because um, I've got permanent retainers on the backs of my teeth. Okay. Um, and I used to have a really bad snaggle tooth there, and my retainer keeps breaking because I guess it just really wants to be a snaggle tooth, but it's, it's not going to happen ever again. Yeah, I used to have like really crossed over teeth. I was really insecure about it, yeah. and I couldn't afford braces. So when when I started making money, when I moved to London, tattooing. First thing I did was go to the dentist and be like, fix me. And, um, Help me. Yeah, there was the choice of the Invisalign or the um, traditional kind of braces. Yeah. And I just thought, well, the traditional ones are yeah. quicker and cheaper. And I went for that. But then I, I just thought, I might, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this an iconic look. If I'm going to have this for two years, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. And I'm going to make this cool. <laughs> so like I put braces in all the mouths, made them like, you know, made men look fucking sexy. Oh, so it was only over that period that you used them. Do you still use them now? I still use them now. Yeah, people love it. People will come who've got braces and yeah. they want to get a mouth tattoo because they it's it's painful. I know it sounds I've like so about to whinge about it, but I don't know how they do it to kids. Well, it <laughs> is is it is quite um, an innocent looking thing, isn't it? The braces. Yes. And then when it's snarling with a fang, yeah. there's plenty of other underlying connotations yeah. there. You said when you come down from London, where is it you're you well, from? I, I get asked this a lot. So basically, my I'm not really from anywhere. I've not lived anywhere long enough to say like that's my home. Um, I um, I lived. I was born in Leicester. My family are from Liverpool. Um, we lived in Scotland for three years. Then moved to um, Oakham. Then Melton Mowbray. Then back to Liverpool, then I went to uni in Nottingham, and then, um, and then, no, sorry, before that, Loughborough, 
then Nottingham, and then London. Yeah. Oh man, you know when you regret asking a question. <laughs> yeah, I just I so wish it would be over. so nice to be like, oh yeah, this is my hometown, yeah. this is where I grew up, but um, I don't have that. But I think that's really good in a way because I've never been too attached to anything, yeah. so I'm always just moving, and I, you know, I'm, I'm used to things coming and going, and yeah, it, just, it keeps me on the move, which I like about well, London. London is home those, now, though. <laughs> out of all of those, what one is? Is there one that feels like? Home. Um, I'd it, say Liverpool, yeah, because my my we spent most time there. I'd say, yeah. Um, and I like the people of Liverpool. They're so friendly. Yeah, and yeah. Really yeah, I've got plenty fun. of friends yeah, up and, there. Yeah, it's the one place where there's actually a gallery to go to as well. I used to go to the Tate's Liverpool nice. all the time um, as a child to like look at art. The other places is kind of where dreams go to die yeah. I mean like yeah. Nottingham had some galleries but still like it was always what London had about two years ago yeah yeah. if I'm honest yeah, <laughs> yeah when did you come down to London came down to London f- how old am I now um, like five years ago um, I saved up all the money I had I used to work part time in Doc Martens nice and, um, and I used to tattoo my friend very loving and very generous friends um in uh, one of the shops there for very i used to do like 20 pound tattoos just because yeah. i wanted to learn and the best way to learn is on skin so like i i forgot the question was <laughs> um yeah um, how long ago did you come oh, yeah. London? <laughs> <laughs> monday <laughs> yeah um and um yeah i just i there was a, a shop called interview tattoo which all my biggest inspirations work they're all under one roof and I was just like I need to be there I need to be amongst that art to learn and to grow as an artist Um, so was you drawing at that time? I've always drawn yeah like so as a child moving around a lot I didn't really have any friends or anything so when you move I'd always be like the new kid the new weird kid with the weird accent that isn't from around here the the movie scouser (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) so like I just spent a lot of time drawing on my own or walking around in fields looking at flowers and finding dead animals nice (laughs) well it's it's, it's the the basis of what you are now isn't it yeah yeah basically yeah just like looking at the anatomy and stuff of that and botany yeah so was you always into tattoo yeah, my mum and dad are both tattooed. Then, then my dad's a biker, so when we were kids, we'd go to the biker rallies. Nice. And I remember, like, in some really dingy, disgusting tent, there's some guy doing these heinous tribal back pieces on people. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, I like, I like the idea of drawing on people. Yeah. And it kind of makes you, gives you an identity, gives you, like, you're, you've chosen to do that to yourself. So yeah. you're... you're um, it's an ownership of yourself. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. So I started looking into that. I was probably been about 12 or 13 at the time. And then my dad bought a tattoo kit off eBay. I don't know whether I should keep saying this in interviews, <laughs> but like, when, I, when I was 15, he, um, he did my first tattoo, which was some um, tribal I designed for my leg. And I was Oh, and he put I, it on for you. Yeah, and then he did it. And then I was, like, walking around school the next day, like, yeah. It was, like, me and then this other, like, girl at school that had you know, the only ones with tattoos. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this, yeah, I was just, like, yeah. Did you like, tell anyone so then hard. that your dad had done it? Yeah. And then he's, like, you need to stop saying that. I could get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't go away with it Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first interaction with tattooing. And then, yeah, and then, so, yeah, then moved to London. 
and had like no money. No one wanted to get tattooed by me because I kind of I I didn't I I did my best all the did time. Did you have but, a portfolio? Yeah, you... but like it, I'd moved to London and it was like a whole different kettle of fish yeah. compared to what I was used to. But I just um I just worked really hard, learned everything I could, and got better like better got like learn got my technique down, and um yeah. And was it always the linear? Technique you have. Oh, yeah, because there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You know, people that yeah, no, shade right, and yeah. stuff, they can just like dust over any, yeah. uh, anything. But yeah, you can't, when it's just plain, crisp, simple lines, it's got to be executed immaculately. I mean, it's good if everything's like that, but that's, yeah. So when did the the lips so, teeth come into play? Um, I did my first one. I was drawing while watching... I forgot his name. He made that the Romeo and Juliet film, the oh, new no, one. No. Yeah, well, not new compared to Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and um, there's a bit in it where Juliet's cousin, he has the grills that says sin on them, and like oh, he yeah, smiles, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, "That's so sexy." I'm gonna draw that, make it a lady's mouth yeah. without the little moustache, um, and I just did that with sin on the bottom three teeth, and. I remember, like, because I, yeah, I use Instagram for all my work, and um, the next day I woke up and I had, like, a fuckload of likes and followers and stuff, and it must have just been reblogged by something, yeah. and uh, people went nuts for it, so I was like, I'm going to do more mouths. That gives you a bit yeah. of... And how and long ago was that, do you think? Hmm? How long do you think that was, ago? Oh, like, five years ago, yeah. I, I, a lot happened when I first moved, yeah. it all seemed to, like, explode all at once. Oh, um, that's handy. Yeah. Especially on like Instagram, and that was on Instagram. That was just yeah. kicking out round about then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When did you have your first interest in art? I've, um, I mean, I've always loved art as somewhere to, as an escape and something to get lost in. When, um, when I was at school, we'd have day trips down to London to go to. Or that bee's going to go on the thing. Is that all right? Oh, that's all right. Let's crack on. <laughs> we'd have day trips down There's to like, the three of us here. Yeah, like, um, to the. The V&A and the Natural Portrait Gallery. Actually, no, I went down with brownies. I used to be a brownie. <laughs> and um, like a girl guide scout. And I went down and I remember just, it was my first time in London. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, look at all these pieces I've seen in books. Um, I remember just walking around just feeling so inspired and yeah. driven to paint. Um and I guess before that, my first real interaction with art was Fantasia by Walt Disney's Fantasia. Mm. I think that's a brilliant... Good introduction. I think, yeah, Good introduction. Because, like, it's, it's, you know, musically, it's, it's fantastic. And visually, like, just the play with music mm. and visuals all together. Yeah, just, it's great. And was there a specific artist you liked? I've always loved Caravaggio. Oh, He's the not? bad boy of painting, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Drunken, murderous creature. Yeah. He, I remember seeing... Um, oh, fuck, which one was it? Um, yeah, it would have been... I can't remember which one it would have been now. But, yeah, just the, but he's got some good yeah. stories behind him, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, him and who else do I love? I mean, like, actually, I, I think it was only really last... Yeah, I saw Frida Kahlo's work in the oh, flesh. Cool. That exhibition yeah. that was incredible. I've always loved her work as well. 
I mean, you, you you do go to galleries a lot. You're always posting time, about. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's why I, I, for my social platform, I like to show that, you know, these are the things you can do. We're in London. I think mm. if London's got the most free galleries in the world, is it? Or like oh, in, in such a small place. Either there or New York. And yeah, this is so much on your doorstep, but it's just so nice to do that with a friend because yeah. I I spent a lot of my adult life um, addicted to drugs, and that would that was like it, it really rotted me from the inside. I wasn't happy, um, and I was using it as an escape. And my new escape now is going to art and not doing that because it's, <laughs> it's not good. It's and, cheaper. Yeah. Uh, so, I know. I treat myself all the time. A bit more addictive, now, yeah. but it's cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my new addiction is buying books. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not a good addiction to have either at some points. Yeah. You sell your own work. Mm-hmm. In what format do you sell those? Usually just through my Instagram again. Or yeah. like I, have, I had an exhibition with my friend, um, Karina Kopian, last year. A studio, it's fifty five. I think it is. It's the one near Elephant and Castle. It's only small, but and then at the other art fair, I did um, an exhibition there with um, and a tattooed as well. But yeah, you know, it's just fun. I've I find working with tattooing much easier Mm. than selling my art through just the work. I think, but yeah, I think um, I want to change that because. I want my work. I mean, I sell, I sell my posters, which I think is good because it's nice to give people something affordable because yeah. not everyone's got thousands lying around. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How would you like to sell sell your work? I'd like, I'd like to do more painting. I really enjoy painting. I find it very therapeutic and you can really take your time with it. What, different to your tattoo designs? Well, yeah, you can't... I mean, like, with tattoo... Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, more watercolour or more intricate stuff, stuff that wouldn't live well within the skin yeah is that yours there oh no that's michael who saw he painted me oh no they're they're hidden yeah i wish i wish i I did that that's wicked (laughs) the tattoo industry itself yeah it was always known it was always very male orientated wasn't it yeah and i don't know how long it's been since that shift has appeared but there is so many strong, dominating women in the industry yeah. now, aren't there? They are properly owning it. Yeah. And there's even tattoo studios that are more or less all women now, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. The one you are a part of... Femme Fatale is primarily women, yeah. How long have you been there? I've been there for a couple of months now, since October, I believe. And it's April now, it's half a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's a Grace Neutral Shop with um, myself and a few other ladies and a few guys, because I think it's it's still good to keep a mix. Mm. You know, you don't want to just have... You know, it's good to play off each other's energy. And it's a great industry that you can pretty much go on holiday somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so it's fantastic to be able to, like, see the world and uh, meet uh, like people from all around the world, because I, I get bored so easily. I'm very... Um, and I'm... I tend to be a bit erratic sometimes, which I'm trying to work on. But, yeah, it's nice to be able to just go and... So I know you over the US re- pretty recently. Yeah. How are they with UK tattoo artists? Yeah, it's good. Is there a tattoo or an artwork that you hold most dear? Mm. Yes, I've got, I've got a lot of friendship tattoos. A lot of people that aren't, that aren't even tattooists that... 
um, on myself mean so much to me. On yourself? Yeah, that moment in time. I think the thing I like to... The one pieces I really feel attached to are the botanical Venuses I've been doing because I just feel like it's something that's mine. And a lot of people that come to me will want it to... Like I tattooed a girl and she has a lot of nerve damage in her body and I did want to express the journey she's gone through with that. And I just think it's a wonderful thing to take something that's caused you so much pain and then turn it into something beautiful. Yeah. Um, they, I think they're the ones I hold dear. I mean, every tattoo I do I hold so dear because I think it's such a, an incredible thing for someone to come to me and give me their bodies to work mm. on and that'll we be with them for life. I think that's You were on a woman who had had a mastectomy and uh, she went to have a, a, a nipple yeah. tattooed on and she was telling the artist her story or her story and then when it finished the tattoo artist said like that's yours you know I don't want money for it <gasps> and that's what she done I mean, I've gone a bit like that now but when she was telling the story she said like how how much that meant to her that's that so this guy lovely. just said like I don't want your money you know yeah that's pretty cool shit like that isn't it? yeah yeah inspiration where do you go for inspiration everywhere yeah uh, on a sunday going. i like to go to the market get all my local produce because i think it's important to support you know local farmers and small companies yeah i just like to walk around and look at the flowers and learn you know try and be more seasonal with the bouquet that i like to tattoo because i think that's nice i mean in mm. this day and age Everyone goes to Holland and you can get any kind of flower yeah, at any time yeah. of the year. But I'd like to try and keep it a bit more natural. Um, but I mean, I mean, I take inspiration from everywhere. At the minute, I'm really looking... I really love the Kabbalion, which is a hermetic law of um, yeah, studying that. And um, I mean, everyone knows the as above, so below mm. phrase. It's yeah, based yeah, like yeah. that. And I, I've been really looking into Nikola Tesla at the minute as well because he is like basically the daddy of electricity and i just think it's so incredible that he made the what he, the experiments that he did mm. to create that i mean apparently he died a virgin which is quite sad and his best friends were pigeons but at least he that, gave might, that might sort of add something there <laughs> <laughs> there might be something we don't want to know with that little phrase um and um i've been looking at copernicus and galileo i like i just I'm really the I'm readings really that you're doing. Do they? Do you find that the the readings that you're doing creep into your work? Yeah, so like a lot of I do a lot of um, celestial pieces and try and create the wonder I feel for reading this stuff within my work and like looking into star signs and like astronomy and astrology. Oh, I'm, my the real thing that's turned my mind at the minute is in Hermetic law which is like the Kabbalion, it kind of tells you like um, you guide your own stars, you make your own fate, whereas the like Zodiac say your fate has already been chosen by your star sign. Mm. But I really like the idea of choosing your own fate. So like it's a pre- it's the two sides of me, like I have like this scientific side and the spiritual side. Yeah. And I really like how they play together um, with that. That yeah, they theme. can't quite connect, can they? But they can yeah. definitely run, yeah. run yeah, parallel. Science, science pushes all the angels out of the sky, doesn't it? And, but then it's nice to keep... Like, I really I really enjoy... Um, I see, see this wonderful lady that gives me acupuncture. And I love how that's kind of this... The, 
almost spiritual side of that within the science like there's a science to um acupuncture like your points mm. and mm. i don't know unless someone's already had it you don't you don't people just think you stick needles in you but it's so much I've more than that I've not had it yet. oh it's 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 crazy you need to try it it's just almost like imagine if you were like a big bowl of noodles and the pins almost just straighten everything out. You could just feel it, and you come out feeling so euphoric. It really helped me with addiction. Um, Shit happens, doesn't it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Franco B. Yeah. I asked if you would be able to manipulate a couple of pieces that Franco B had um, donated to Face Value 3. Yeah. And you put a couple of your designs on there. I thought you was the perfect choice for Franco, seeing as his, the work that he donated was linear anyway. Yeah. And he's himself covered in toes. Yeah, and, yeah. I, you know. I met him at Interview, actually, the place I moved down to London for. Um and I, I've always loved his work, and I remember seeing him in pictures at the early Torch Gardens with Ron Athey and um, like Zedla Head yeah, and people yeah. like that. And I was like, cool. And then he came into work, and I was like, oh my god, it's you. <laughs> yeah, he's really nice. I've you didn't tell him? No, I'd like to though. I, yeah. I don't think it'd be that. I had another little cross on him. I know he likes his crosses. He's got plenty. Your design, your tattoo designs. You've now put onto a clothing brand. I have indeed. With Could them. you tell us about yeah. your clothing brand? So, Filthy Cute London is the child of myself and Stephanie Bolam, my uh, best friend. We wanted to create a brand which was ethically sustainable and, yeah, it's, um, yeah, ethically made, uh, printed in London, and um, we, yeah, just see that was really fun, like, comfortable mm. and fun um that would be for like everyone we don't have a gender on it it's yeah. unisex um and it's got all my designs on it and a nice kind of unisex kind of cut mm. um and um yeah like we didn't want to make fat we wanted to do small runs of it so that we wouldn't end up with things in la- like landfills i think it's yeah, terrible yeah. how brands will make all these cheap ugly clothes that then get put into landfills to destroy our planet. Mm. It's just so pointless to me when you could just do a smaller run. Yeah, it's a bit more money, but it's ethically it's ethically That's sound. A real instead bold of yeah, it's a statement of, you're making and yeah, instead and of just like for it. just spewing out all this ugliness, 
Uh, so at the moment, they're white clothing with yeah. the dark digital. What colour yeah. are they? They're not black, yeah, they're, are they? Um, are yeah, they black? They're black. Um, and then the next one we're going to do is black with white. Nice. Because I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a murky pup, so I know what it's like. But we wanted to start up with white because I quite liked it being white. Yeah. Simply that, I guess. <laughs> and also, the profits that you do make, yes. 5% of which... Yes, go to charity because, again, it's like an opportunity to change something, an opportunity to give something back to people. Um, first charity we chose was the Calm Charity, which I saw when I did the um, other art fair, which um, is a charity to help men with, like, mainly focuses on suicide in men. Uh, my uncle actually took his own life. I mean, I, I never got to meet him, mm. but... I've seen the effect it's had on my dad and my, my nan um, achieving today. Like, he died... I mean, I'm, I'm 30 now, so... Like, he died, yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just so sad. It's And something else I love that's also in Hermetic Law is that, you know, energy cannot be destroyed or created. It's only ever transferred. Nice. Um, so... If, well, the sad thing is if you kill yourself, you, you transfer all that negative energy out into all the people that you love mm. and then that stays and resonates in them and then, like, you you, you know, it's, you then you're not on the higher plane so you're just always... You're left in that sad loop when it'd be so... It's just so nice to help people. Like, if, I mean, I've definitely been there. I'm not sure a lot of people have been there when you've been so sad, so depressed, you feel mm. there's no way out apart from the to kill yourself because that's almost taking that ownership back and it's something to, like you feel like you're helping the world by doing it when you're really not and no one deserves to feel mm. like that it's it's so sad so I'd like to that's our first charity we'd like to give the money to and what are you doing there are you doing each run goes to someone else or are you just doing it every yeah, year doing or doing it every month or? we're trying to do it every month um, Steph's been running for ch- um, cancer charities in Mongolia so she's basically I literally just do the art while yeah. she does the rest. Yeah, well, it's a 50-50 yeah. collaboration, yeah. so... Oh, okay. I, I try and help as much as I can, but she's, like, the... She's the brains. <laughs> she's the brains of the outfit. I'm, I'm the brawn. <laughs> oh, no, she's the brawn. I'm the brain. She's so bloody strong, that woman. But, yeah, she's so... She's just... She actually yeah, she did an um, ultramarathon across Mongolia to raise wow. money for charity. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Yeah, even that, she made, like... She made, like, crazy, like, six, seven grand... Nice. But yeah, I did ultra marathon sound beastly. Yeah, she's probably yeah. done probably done about a grand's work with trainers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there was, I can ask you this in in two in two different ways: in a an art sense and in a tattoo sense. Yeah. If there was you and five other artists, past and present, who would you like to be in a tattoo studio with? Oh, um, tattooing, I think I'm in a good place. I think I'd like to add, like, I guess people I really admire, like, I I loved working with Duncan X, Alex Binney, Thomas Thomas, um, and Lucy Pryor, um, Matty Darienzo, like, I, 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 that was an interview, that was a really good like they're like people I've always looked up to for inspiration. Um, 
I really love the work of uh, Saravadio. I think what he's doing with sound pieces is amazing. Um, and Maxime Bouchier, I think he's great with what he does with like um, the, this fine line of grey work. Mm. Um, um, there's this girl in, I'm not sure where she's from, but she's uh, Charlene Batsiel. I said I know completely no. wrong, but I think she's wonderful. She does a lot of colour work. Um, you haven't I, got much colour on you, have you? The tattoo, the tattoo work. That's some hidden bits. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess in the artist sense, I um, yeah get Caravaggio in there and Frida Kahlo. Um, I've forgotten his name, but he's this French man who throws clay on himself over and over again. Until I'm gonna Google it because I need to know. But I saw him at Body of Reverbs actually, and he was oh, I don't fantastic. Know. Um, well, I reckon I reckon we should fix you up with uh, Franco B. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to tattoo him and he wants a tattoo, I'm sure uh, putting the two together wouldn't be too hard. Oh, Oliver Olivier de Gazan. He's in that film Samsara, actually, that's where I first saw him. But he came to London last year for Body of Reverbs with um, Michele and... Um, and Who else is in it? Yeah, so Michele Saravaggio, he tattoos people um, whilst it's rigged up to big sound sheets, oh, uh, yeah. metal sheets, and it makes this crazy sound. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's worth viewing if that's what cool to see. Something you know, something exciting that's happening in London. Um, all right, other artists. Um, I love Henry Darger actually. Um, one of my friends showed me him um, a while ago, and he was an outsider artist. He was like basically he was a janitor all his life, and then when he died, people went in his room and found all these amazing nice. art pieces he'd done. I like stories no. like um, And who else is there? I really like, um, well, would it have, uh, and I think Christian Dior is an incredible artist. Cool. So what he does with the female silhouettes mm. and like um, Alexander McQueen and Araki. I love Araki as yeah. a photographer. I wouldn't want to stick just to paint. I'd want it, you know, I think, I think there's art everywhere. And so We've got ranking in face value. Ah, oh yeah. my God, no way. I love ranking. Okay, Ranking, okay. He, he donated two, two, two of the same portrait. Oh. Um, I think it was called Emily. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I gave one to Nick Smith. Yeah. The other to the Connor brothers, and just had them back. Oh, I've not, I've not seen seen either of them yet, but I've got images of of both, and yeah, they're pretty cool. Wow. They're pretty cool. Um, I'd also. I also love Mark Quinn. He actually he's superb, isn't he? he yeah, he's what he does with blood because I really like blood as well. <laughs> um, I, when he made the his port, uh, the sculpture of yeah. his head out of nine pints of blood, um, yeah, I just think he's wonderful for what he does with sculpture. The last series I saw of his was the eyes. Oh yeah, the eyes. Beautiful, I love the eyes. They? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like I love Mark Quinn. He's great. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who else do I like um, uh, Goya Goya's incredible I love your your choice of artists they are 
from really? one genre. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a properly eclectic mix. Superb. Yeah, yeah. and uh, what's another modern one? What have I seen recently? You've seen Tracy Emin's show. I love Tracy. Yeah, I love Tracy Emin. I haven't been to that one yet, but um, I've seen her work a few times actually. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, she's personally the reason I got back into art again. Really? I stopped it for a few years. And um, she gave me a bit of a bollocking at a show once when I told her that, because I'd known her for years. Yeah. And I told her that I'd stopped making art. And she come she down on me. Good and, yeah, she told me off. And it got me back into it again, which was... Oh, uh, sometimes just, you got to do what you got to do. You've got to do as you're told. What yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tracy says, Tracy, <laughs> Tracy makes sure it happens. Yeah. If you wasn't an artist, what would you like to do? Um, I'd really like to be into toxicology. I'm, re- I'm fascinated by poison, I think. Shit, um, no wonder. <laughs> you also wanted a cup of tea as well. Good job, I said no. I love it, though. Like, how, how we can make things out of, like... Um, like botany, like how you can make medicine that yeah. could fix people, yeah. but you could also kill them. Mm. Like for foxgloves, they've got um, digitalisin, which you can use to slow the heart down and kill them, and it's hard to find. It's hard to trace in the blood. I, I, I don't want to be friends with you, <laughs> <laughs> if, you if you don't mind. Yeah, I yeah that or um, I mean, I just yeah I just I've always I've always wanted to be free and just I'm. I'm, my brain's like a pinball machine. I, I've had like what you'd call a normal job before and I'm not very good. Yeah. I've, I've done terrible things. <laughs> my first job was a, a, some, a sandwich artist at Subway. A sandwich artist? Yeah, I know. Is someone who makes sandwiches? There was no art in it. <laughs> and at the time, I'd never, I didn't eat meat or anything. I didn't know. So I didn't know the difference between the ham and the beef. I mean, not that any of that stuff's real food. I mean, it's... I'm pretty sure they've just coloured in some tissue paper. That is not real food. Slices of rum. Yeah, li- yeah. And so I remember I was just there, like, getting shouted at because I was just making all these insane sandwiches because I didn't know what the hell I was putting in it. <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't fancy doing that? Yeah. You, you no, go back so, to, no, Subway sandwiches. Well, I'll finish off with asking where people can see you. And well, before I ask about, before you tell about where people can find you and your work. Yeah. Your clothing brand, Filthy yeah. Cute London. Where can people find that? So we are all doing it all online, and it's all within Filthy www.filthycutelondon, which is then ldn.com. So www.filthycuteldn.com. Um, we're branching out into stores soon. We're just sorting that out right now. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, um, when you say we're just sorting that out, does that mean Steph. Stephanie's <laughs> sorting that out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, we are... Yeah, I think we're going to have... Well, I'm trying to organise a party soon, like a launch party, nice. because I think parties are fun and it's a great way to make new friends. Of course. And, yeah, for the next collection... Um, I've got some ideas and it's going to require some partying to finish it. <laughs> partying, yeah. partying is required. Yeah. And if anyone wants to see your work or even wants a tattoo designed by you... So, they would come to Femme Fatale, which is on Broadway Market, but they'd have to message um, emilymalistattoo at gmail.com to book in. I think my books are open again soon. Um, and I'm travelling a lot this year, so... I'll possibly come to their city. Nice. 
if people ask enough, I just think, fuck it, I'll go. Yeah. Let's go have some fun. And, and I presume you just, you're quite a high level yourself now. So does your name, if you was going to Nottingham, for instance, could you just sort of ask someone who's, who you sort of even don't know and just... Um, yeah, I mean, usually a lot of like to go to, into a shop or who I'm friends with. And my, my good friend Justin Burnout has a shop in Nottingham, so I would go there. And mm. I was actually planning on going there soon. Just wanted to go to LA and um, Toronto first. <laughs> would you be tempted to open up your own studio or do you not like being um, tied down? I like the idea of it, but then that means there's a lot of responsibility and I'm, I want to travel too yeah. much. To, I'm not ready to settle down yet. Because is Grace in her shop all the time? Or yes, is... she's, yeah, she works really hard and is there a lot. Um, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, and I've just seen how hard she's worked to get where she is. Yeah. I'm not ready for that she's yet. She's pretty bloody cool herself, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it, I think. Fabulous. Social media. Where can people find you on social media? Um, Instagram, Emily Malice. So that's M, like Emily Alice, but with an M thrown in there. And then, oh, I think this might be the courier. This is my delivery. <laughs> oh, good time. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's it. I'm making a YouTube channel, I think. Excellent. <laughs> well, Emily, that's all my questions. All right. Thank, Thank you. you very much. How cool is Emily Malice? When I first walked into her house, she had a skeleton hanging up in the hallway, which made me smile. Emily then kindly asked me if I wanted a drink, which I didn't because I'd just had a bottle of water. Then halfway through the podcast, she starts telling me how she likes reading about poisons. When I walked out of Emily's house an hour later, I looked at that skeleton in a whole new light. How do we know it wasn't the last person that went to interview her and accepted that cup of tea? So I could have just got out of there by the skin of my teeth. As Emily said there, you can go and see her recent tattoos over on her Instagram page, which is Emily Malice, all one word. And if you like what you see enough to take the plunge and get one yourself, you can contact her on emilymalicetattoo at gmail. But if you're not quite brave enough to have her designs permanently on you from day to day, you can buy an item of her clothing that is covered with her tattoo designs from filthycutelondon.com. And if you'd like to purchase one of the collaborations between Emily Malice and Frank O'B, they will be on my social media page very soon, which is Mizog Art. There's four to choose from, and they'll be on show at Jealous East from the 18th to the 28th of April. They're £250 each. There's only four of them. They're absolutely unique. There are no more like it. In this podcast, Emily spoke of the amount of galleries there are in and around London. Well, the weekend just gone, I met up with Geeta Joshi from the Curator's Salon podcast. And we spent a few hours in the West End, just aimlessly walking round street to street, going into any gallery which come before us. We went down Cork Street. Man, that's desolate down there now. You could walk down there before. You could spend a couple of hours walking from one end of that short street to the other. But now it's just pretty much Flowers Central and a couple of others dotted around. Pretty bloody sad, really. And I know that this week, Gita will be recording an episode with Gina Soden, who I think is still showing at Charlie Smith's gallery, who also appeared in episode number 24 on the Mizogart podcast. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, shame on you, it's a cool car.
and talking again of Gina Soden out this week on Soho Radio, where she joined the amazing Maeve Doyle on her Private View radio show. Now, next week's episode is quite a special one. It's an episode where we will be talking about Face Value 3, the Katie Piper Foundation, and the namesake of that charity, Katie Piper herself. And anyone who's spent any time with Katie Piper will tell you that she is possibly the most amazing and inspiring person they have ever met. Her story is one of the most harrowing you will ever hear, but my God, does she take possession of what happened to her and fucking own it. Come and listen to it next week and hear it for yourself. Like I say every week, wherever you listen to this podcast, if you're able, please leave a comment and a review. It really does help this podcast and people looking for an art podcast. If you'd like to ask me a question or see what's going on, you can contact me on any of the social media platforms at MizogArt, M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T. Or to see the lineup of future guests on the podcast, you can go to www.mizogart.com. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Ta-da. Oh, and by the way, no bumblebees were hurt in the recording of this podcast.